Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for you on this Tuesday. It is August 4th, year of our Lord She's Moo 2020. All hell She's Moo. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Thanks for joining us today, kids. Not only is this a Tuesday, and we got a brand new show for you, and if I do say so myself, a hell of a show, but today is also the 600th episode <gasps> of The Ralph Report. Wow. we got a whole band in here. Not socially distanced at all. Six hundred episodes of the Ralph Report. Wow! Congratulations. Thank you. Well, you too, son. Well, Couldn't have done it without you. You do all the war- heavy lifting. Well, you're absolutely right. But <laughs> still, a certain percentage—a small percentage. Don't get me wrong. Two percent. Tiny, tiny percent. One and a half of the uh, of the credit goes to you as well. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Bat Cave with me is. The vice host himself, who's been here for most of these 600 episodes. It is Eddie Pence, everybody. Hey, everybody. Yo-ho, Eddie. Yo-ho, indeed. Sounds like we just did the 500th episode. I know. Well, we keep doing them every day. (laughs) They add up. I do. That's the way numbers work. It's like the poet said, a journey of a thousand steps begins with the first foot or something. We're over halfway to a thousand now. We're well over over halfway halfway to a thousand. In fact, when we did the 500th episode, we were halfway to a thousand. That was the halfway point to a thousand. Literally. Again, that's how numbers work. Math. Uh, (laughs) Before we go any further, just uh, one more thing about the 600 episodes. It would not be... Uh, appropriate of me to move on without thanking everyone who has made this entire show and its entire run possible. So, of course, uh, thanks do go to Eddie Pence, who uh, slaves away here in the comedy mines with me (laughs) five days a week. But I also have to thank Steve Ashton, our UK correspondent, who has been here since the very beginning. Steve will be stopping by later today in the show with an Ask a Brit segment. Always great to hear from him. But Steve has been a, a huge source of not only content but of support and uh and again the guy just he he volunteers you know he yeah. just he just does it all for nothing and uh it's just um it's a huge uh, huge thank you i owe him also carrie of course who runs the back end of this business she is the basically the producer of this program and she handles all the patreon stuff and deals with you guys when you have issues downloading and things like that she's the uh, computer genius on the our end and so uh, i owe her a huge debt of gratitude as well also gilbert flores who has been now the intern for the ralph report for about a year yeah he's the guy who stitches the show together for us and makes it sound good before we post it on patreon and does so much work behind the scenes and i uh, owe him a huge thank you as well and then lastly of course you guys the garmy without you literally 
And I say this all the time, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. It, literally, none of this would be possible or really have any point. Because <laughs> It'd be really sad. If, if you weren't listening, you doing this for I no would reason. do all this work just to play it back to hear my own dulcet <laughs> tones, which I don't even like. So uh, all those thanks going to everybody involved. 600 episodes when I started this thing back in 2018, I had uh, no idea that it was going to be uh, 600 episodes in. It was, a, it was a, a pipe dream, and now it's come to pass, and uh, here we all are. So thanks again, everybody. All right, we got a hell of a show for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why. As I mentioned, Steve Ashton will be stopping by with Ask a Brit. Also, it's Tuesday. That means we take a look at one of your favorite TV theme songs of all time. This is one of my favorites. I know that much. However, I didn't know that the, so the theme song we all know and love for this program, not the original theme song. Hmm. So we'll talk about that okay. in a little bit. I uh, want to get some programming stuff out of the way before we get into the show proper. Uh, this Saturday, once again, we're having a cocktail party, a virtual cocktail party. All the members of the Garmy are invited Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. I will be sending out a link later on this week that you just need to click on via Crowdcast, and that'll put you in there with us and it'll be myself and eddie will be standing by and steve ashton will be on board carrie will be here and i thought we'd mix it up a little bit this week because i watched steve last week with his flat stanley costume <laughs> his stick man costume <laughs> and jen was on hand with her her, her bosom hanging out i think you missed that part i of the missed show. all the yeah. good parts of the show yeah you're you fail i did um, but I just thought it would be fun to make it a costume party this weekend. Oh. So let's all dress up. Let's take a page out of Steve Ashton's book and let's all try to put on a little something <laughs> for the cocktail party. And then, uh, people can say what they came as and Carrie can throw this up on the screen and we'll, maybe we'll have a little contest. Maybe the one that garners the most, uh, attention or accolades will, will send them a little, uh, box of Garmy nice. swag or something, but it, it'll be a little something fun. Mix it up a little bit. And it'll give everybody a little something to focus on. This it's going to infringe on Steve's gimmick, though. We're we're doing it as an homage. Oh, an homage to Steve. Homage, <laughs> as the French say, to right. Steve. We'll all be dressing up. Maybe Steve can take the week. That's off. what I'm saying. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll like go on strike and not dress up. Maybe Steve can finally relax and just be himself, and we'll all dress up for Steve. And then maybe we'll let Steve be the final judge of who gets to win. I like that idea. Our Garmy costume contest. See these ideas that come so fast and furiously on this show. We just build them <laughs> as we speak. We it comes out of our mouth and yeah. it becomes a reality so there you go uh what else we got going on oh um sorry about your uh your uh, washington yeah, uh capitals right. be fine lost in overtime yesterday in a shootout uh oh, it's a hard it's a hard way i do lose. love the shootout though it's exciting i love i love overtime yeah and i love the shootout yeah, it's exciting but it's the most high to low yeah level of hockey because hockey's a long game yes. and and you can always i mean i've seen teams come back with a couple minutes left in third period and score a couple goals and right. win right. or tie things up but when it comes down to overtime it's just all or nothing yeah and so it's either the highest of the highs or the lowest of the yeah, lows it sucked, but, so yeah. well, they'll be fine we'll be fine um also speaking of sports real yes. quick sports of it does uh, your head coach have COVID nineteen? Yours does. Oh, mine does. That's Yours right. does. I couldn't remember who's uh, who's Yours head does. coach of their NFL football club <laughs> has What's he uh, doing? has COVID nineteen. He's got some that's, wings. That's great news. And some so. wings down in Atlanta, I think. 
Um, he's locked away in a in a bubble right now, and they're going to see if he can overcome it. If you didn't hear Doug Peterson, coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, has tested positive for COVID-19. That's great when your head coach can't contact any of the players or be around uh, any of them. I don't know how we're going to have an NFL season. This is the beginning of a lot of these kind of stories. Yeah. Well, they're already... Well, baseball been, is hanging on by a fingernail right now. It's just, uh, it's not a good sign. I mean, the Marlins are completely out. And then if that, had this happened to the Yankees or the Dodgers, we would have already canceled baseball season because no one cares about the Marlins, but a team that people care about. Yeah, if it happens to the Yankees or something. Then they yeah. cancel the season. And the NFL, I you, I don't know how you replace players in the NFL the way you can pull out pool people well, from a player pool in Major League Baseball. Everybody's saying next man up. All the teams are saying, well, we just, we're just coaching our players to take, a, you Football's know, to be too there. too complicated. But the problem is also next man up is a fine uh, premise yeah. and an idea when it comes down to injury, when a guy twists his ankle. Right. But the guy in front of the next man up has been hanging on the bench <laughs> right. with the guy and probably has shared the same problem with him. So next week, who's going to fill in yeah. that? You're going to quarantine a whole backup team? For the whole season, it doesn't, and then you're going to put in a guy who's the next man up, who might not be as good as the guy that went down, and you're, he's going to protect the blind side of your star quarterback. Yeah, it's madness. It really is. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how you have it. I don't know how anything happens anymore. <laughs> I don't see any end in sight. <laughs> not to be a downer, but I'm just spinning out of control. My eyes are rolling up yeah. in my head on a daily basis. So yeah. sorry to uh, bring you down, no, everybody, right. but I can bring everybody up. Hey, well, that's a good idea. I can why do that. You, why don't you do that? Um, I uh, as of today, officially, the an unspecial comedy special is up for pre-order <gasps> on Apple. Yes. You mean to tell me it's up? It's that happening. Your special. You can if I want to pre-order your special you right now. I can do right that. Now. Click on the link and go pre-order it. Oh my, that's exciting. And I will. Uh, I will. Put out the link, uh, or I'll give you the put out. You can put the link out if you want to post the link on the Patreon we'll page. Do, let's uh, all do it. You do it, stuff, I'll do it. I'll do it. Everybody um, will do it. So yeah, go the, go to you can go to Apple right now and click pre order, and you can pre order, and you will get it September first. September first. So if I pre order now, you'll get it September first. It'll be waiting for me September first. You'll wake up at midnight or whenever you wake up on September first, and it'll be right there waiting for you. That's exciting. Yes. So. Is finally going to be available for us to watch. Yeah, I talked to uh, Comedy Dynamics yesterday, and they gave me the all everything to start promoting it out with memes and video clips and all that stuff. So over the next month, you're going to get inundated with stuff about the Comedy Unspecial. Um, if we can get 500 pre-orders, we will chart. It will chart in the you know top sellers on. Wow, 500 is all you need. You need 500 pre-orders nah, to chart. We can do that. So do that's that easy. the way it goes. But yeah, that's very exciting. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And I could not again. I like much like this show. That special would not exist without the Garmy. You're so absolutely you right. guys are amazing people, and it's a dream come true for me. And I can and I will forever thank you guys for uh, allowing me that uh, lifelong dream to come true. That's awesome. Uh, do you so. have an opener? Is there, is there an opener on your special? Uh, or is it just you? It's just me. Oh, so we won't yeah. see your opener? No, you see her for a second. Jen Sturger, my co-host of uh, Swings and Misses, she actually opened for me, and she brings me up on stage, but she doesn't, you know. There's also this guy. <laughs> There's that guy. He opened for you, he too, was, didn't he? Yes, he yeah. did. Well, that's exciting news. There you go, everybody so. who keeps calling and leaving messages and writing emails saying, Eddie stole my money. You're wrong. <laughs> Eddie's delivering on his promise, it's and there. that special will be available to you on September 1st. So go get it. Go to Apple right now. And uh, pre-order yeah. your 
Eddie Pence Comedy Unspecial. And everyone who pitched in and helped me crowdfund that thing, your names are in the credits. So if you watch it, you'll see your name up there on the credits. Well, so there you go. Everybody's part of it. That's great news. All right. Excellent. Uh, hell of a show for you today, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why? As I mentioned, Steve Ashton stopping by uh, TV Tunes Tuesday as well. This show is jam-packed. You're going to really enjoy this one, I swear. Doc guarantee. For sure. Before we get into uh, your phone calls, of course, people leave messages on the Ralph Report hotline. Sadly, it's time for us to introduce another animal from the zoo of terror oh, no. that we've been keeping here. The zoo of terror. Is there elephants in there? Everything's it's in there. A, it's a zoo. It's a zombie elephant. There's all kinds of animals in the zoo of terror, and we're just adding to it daily. We had the blood monkeys. We had the murder hornets. Right. What's next? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, oh, cannibal rats. Don't cannibal forget rats. Cannibal rats. New, uh, new cage we have to put into the zoo of terror in England. Where is this in England exactly? Uh, Merseyside. So I guess that's uh, northwest England. They have the Knowsley Safari Park there in Merseyside. Hmm. And reported there in the park. It's one of those uh, wild animal parks where you get in your car and then oh, you, you drive through you, it. You drive yeah. through and you get to see all kinds of animals. Let me see what they got there. Uh, they've got, I know it's here someplace. All right, here we go. Uh, it's a 550 acre park which houses lions, tigers, rhinos, wildebeests, camels. 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 Oh, camels. I was like, what the hell's a camel? <laughs> as well as other That's animals. Weird. Um, but the one everyone's talking about, Eddie, mm-hmm. are the roving gang of baboons. Oh, that sounds bad. That have armed themselves. <laughs> Park goers have seen the baboons coming towards their cars with knives. How'd they get a knife? Blades, screwdrivers, and wait for it, a chainsaw. <laughs> Weapon-wielding baboons. Did they fashion these themselves? No, they didn't, Eddie. Here's how it works. People drive into the Knowsley Safari Park Uh in Merseyside, and many of them are in trucks and vans. And what happens is the baboons swarm the cars and crawl all over them. And if you have an open-back pickup truck or a Jeep or a trunk that's open... They will grab anything they can find, take it, and run off with it. And then they store it away in their captivity zones. Who's driving through an open-air zoo in a truck with a chainsaw in the back? Maybe a guy who cuts wood for a living. Why? Because that's his vehicle, and he's going to see the animals. (sighs) What 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 what's the confusing part of this story? I just don't know how you go willy nilly into a drive through zoo with a chainsaw hanging out. It's not hanging out. It's in the back of your truck, Have and maybe you're up. not you're not thinking necessarily that a baboon's going to steal from you that day. You think you're going to look out the window and see wild animals with your kids. You're not concerned about baboons I, lifting shit they from sh- you. They should monitor who goes into the park and uh, what you go in with. Uh, well, apparently these baboons will steal anything that's not nailed down. They've seen them carrying off uh, workmen's toolboxes. Mm-hmm. Even plumbers have lost pipe and wrenches and things. Then they'll just grab stuff up. And now they're, but now the point, I'm missing the whole point of the story, Eddie. What's the point of the story? Baboons the, are wielding. This is now Planet of the Apes. Knives, screwdrivers, and wait for it. <laughs> 
chainsaws. Oh, You're worried about the behavior of the guy in the truck. I'm worried about the baboon who's got the chainsaw. Because I'm trying to go back to patient zero here and figure out why, where it went wrong. Hey, guess what? The toothpaste is out of the tube. There's a baboon who's got a fucking chainsaw. How about a little more concern with this that? This is Planet of the Apes, it correct? Is. That's what I'm that's saying. What we're, that's what's happening now. This is Planet of the Apes, and now the baboons are going to start cutting a bitch. <laughs> and you're like, why did that guy have that? He didn't have his trunk tied down. I just want to know who to blame. You know what? Don't worry that's about the blame. Worry about self, self-defense. self Worry mm. about protecting yourself no. from a powerful, giant, fanged baboon who not only can rip your face off, but can also stab you. Well, they don't have to rip it off now. They can just cut it off. Well, first they stab, then they bite. That's what they do. Uh, there's a guy, a mechanic, who lives in the area, and he says it's great for business because he said customers go in and they take your registration plate. I guess that's the license plate there in the UK. Or your, your mirror get bu- gets busted off, and so they get a lot of business in the area because... <laughs> So they're the ones who supplied these baboons with the, the, the tools. I just think they're saying we don't hate it, the fact that baboons come along and vandalize well, now your car. It, now it all makes sense. Because they uh, they get a little business yeah, out of the deal. It all makes sense deal. So I, I, Now I know who drove through with an open bed of truck full of tools. Again, I think you're missing the point. You're still... blaming the mechanics and the drivers. And I'm telling you, there are weapon-wielding <laughs> right. baboons this, among us. This is all a ploy by these mechanics to up their sales. This is what it is. Fuck the baboons. <laughs> Just go in there and wipe the baboons out and start over. How are you going to wipe out a baboon who's coming at you with a chainsaw? I get a gun. Or a switchblade. Get a gun. They Shoot can, that baboon. They can dodge bullets. They're like the Matrix. Those baboons. You don't know, man. <laughs> so add weapon-wielding baboons. It's awful. To the zoo of terror. The zoo of terror. They should be more careful about the kind of person they, they let into the park. Well, now that I know there's a whole pl- ploy by the mechanics to get their... Hey, yeah, it sure. was all intentional. Yeah, the baboons are getting a kickback from this uh, body shop down no, the street. No, they get the weapons. <laughs> That's their kickback. It's like the Iran-Contra deal. Yes, that, exactly. This guy's providing weapons to the baboons in exchange for some side work. Is right. that how you figure That's it? it. It's a very elaborate uh, diplomatic well, they, setup. They made an agreement when the baboons take over the world, they'll be the mechanics oh, for see. the baboons. Well, I guess baboons will need someone to keep their cars running <laughs> once they start driving around Merseyside in England. You lunatic. All right. Let's now turn our attention to you, our beloved members of the Garmy. Love it when you reach out to us. Here's the way you can do it. Write us an email or find us on social media or as many people choose to do. Leave a voicemail message for us. It's so easy. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's right there waiting for you. It's called the Ralph Report Hotline. All you got to do is dial up the phone number 1833. <laughs> Love it when you call 1833. Hi, Ralph. Leave your messages right there. I listen to them all. Then I grab a handful and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. First up, you want to share the Ralph report with someone you love? That's what this guy wants. Yo, Ralph. I have a, a friend. Facebook friend in Australia, and I'd really like to get her on board with this shit. Uh, you got to pay for this, so how can yes. I go about 
I don't know, paying for her subscription so she can at least hear this every day. Let me know, man. LMB. You know, we have a lot of new listeners, and it's my bad that I haven't talked more about our website, theralphreport.com, because when you go there at the top of the landing page, you'll find a great many options. If you want to buy merchandise, you can click on Merch. If you'd like to uh, hire me to voice something for you, there's the Ralph uh, Ralph Report Voice Emporium where I have uh, different uh, gigs that I'll be able to do for you if you're interested. Also, we've got the lists now for the TV tunes, so all the TV theme songs that we've done, the one-hit wonders as well. There's a page for that. And there's also a link that you can click that says Gift Me, and that will take you to the Give the Gift of Ralph page where you're able to buy a subscription for someone you love if you want to share the uh, the show with them. And that's a great idea. It's not a bad idea, I'll tell you that much. And if uh, you want to talk to your friends about the show and they're not listening, easy way to get them on board is to buy them a subscription. So uh, once again, go to theralphreport.com, top of the page, click on Gift Me if you want to give the gift of The Ralph Report. It's pretty simple. Hey, uh, from time to time, we just this morning, obviously, we were talking about uh, COVID-19. And I know the general consensus is everyone's had an ass full and we're just fed mm-hmm. up with it. And we just would like to move on. The sad truth is we can't. Don't take my word from it. Here is a member of the Garmy, Manny, just called in. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. This is Manny from L.A. A couple of weeks ago, I well, actually a month ago, I tested positive for COVID-19. And I'm not going to lie, it has been the worst experience ever. Um, the two-week quarantine was not fun. The symptoms were not fun. The moral of the story is wear your mask, folks. Do not take this as a joke. It is very serious. And I wouldn't want anyone to ever go through something like this. But I just want to thank you, Ralph and Eddie, because for the entire month of July, I listened to your podcast and you guys got me through so much. I appreciate the hell out of you guys so much, and I just wanted to extend my thank you to you guys. Thank you, boys. LMB, love you, mean it. Bye. Thank you, Manny, and and I'm glad you're feeling better, and yeah. I hope you recover completely. But people are getting sick. It's not. It's not. You know. It's, it's only not, a joke until it happens to you or someone you know. Yeah, it's for real. So please take care of yourselves. And we talk about it. You know, we kid about it at the end of the show, but do wash your hands and try to stay home if you can and wear your mask and do all yeah. that kind of stuff. And even that's not a. It's not full safe. You know. Yeah, a recipe for success, but we're all doing what we can, right? As if that wasn't bad news enough. Now <laughs> we've got this uh, tropical storm, Isaias, and they got to start naming these things better. Can't we just call it Carl? How about a how about a name that I can pronounce? Lou, Hurricane Lou. Isaias is uh, well. Right now, I guess it's at the Carolinas, and it's going to work. My its- parents are prepping. It's going to work its way up the East Coast, and uh, Chrissy called in asking for some good vibes from the Garmy. Hi, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. Chrissy, two-star general, calling from North Carolina. Just hoping you guys could uh, send some good vibes and thoughts our way, because it looks like we're about to take this hurricane on the chin tonight and tomorrow. And on a related note, I'm about to sacrifice a goat to Shizmu to make this year go better. I'd offer up a virgin, but we're a military town, so those are hard to come by. Ah! <laughs> military town, no virgins. Well, they fuck goats. There's a lot of fucking going on. <laughs> yeah, say a prayer to She's Move for uh, Chrissy and everyone else yeah. down there in North and South Carolina, especially those near. Goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. Because you don't, yeah. you don't want the. My parents have spent all day yesterday and today sort of prepping, just batting down the hatches. Yeah, yeah it's bad news. Uh, very Eddie-centric 
series of phone calls on the Ralph oh, really? report today. Yeah, good or bad? It's just a, it's a it's All a mixed over. bag. It's a mixed bag of <laughs> of Eddie Pence centric calls. Starting off with Justin, and Justin's question is one that many people have asked. In fact, it seems to come up every time Eddie shows up on camera. Hey there, guys. It's Justin from Kentucky, and calling today because I'm a two star general, and as such, I get the munching Mondays. Um, videos and all the other stuff. Thank you for that. But I'm wondering, where did Eddie get all of those awesome t-shirts, like the mask shirt <laughs> right? from Monday's show? <laughs> Is there a way to give us a list of like the sites that Eddie goes to to get his awesome kick-ass t-shirts? Thanks. Bye. People talk a lot about your t-shirt yeah, collection. I like wearing fun t-shirts. You have a wide range of nerdy, geeky t-shirts that you rock. And it seems like every time there's a photo of you or a video of you, somebody says, dude, cool t-shirt. Where'd you get that? Well, yesterday my, I was, when, on Munch and Monday, I was wearing my mask t-shirt because that was a cartoon from the 80s that I loved. Yes. Uh, the mask toys. I got that t-shirt on it. I think it's called cool80stees.com. All right. Um, and then I just, whenever I see a cool shirt, if it's a website. Or Do you have a regular place where you shop for this cool stuff? Cool 80s or? Tees has some really great ones. Uh, the problem is they're a little pricey, so I don't really buy a lot there. Gotcha. They're a little, I usually go Target or even Kohl's.com has some really cool ones. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, there you go, Justin. Our fashion cool. plate, Eddie Pence, <laughs> now has told you where you can get cool t-shirts like yeah. him. Um, speaking of cool cartoons from the 80s uh gary called in we were talking yesterday about uh, vtol planes that means vertical takeoff and landing and uh, eddie seemed to think the nickname for that plane was the warthog which didn't ring a bell with me gary has a theory as to why eddie pence may have thought mm. the military used a plane that had vtol capacity known as the warthog Hey guys, Gary from Jacksonville. You guys are talking about aircraft, and Eddie is calling this VTOL aircraft or Thunderbolt. You know what he's doing, right? He's confusing it with the Cobra, the uh, GI Joe Cobra plane that oh. was roughly modeled off the A-10 Thunderbolt II, nicknamed the Warthog. Mm -hmm. And in the show, the engines would not real not real life eddie's be. remembering fucking gi joe cartoon oh version of i the see i got it the record the VTOL, the harrier one that's been around for ages the harrier jump jet right made by the british we uh the marines bought a bunch of them and we use them and now the new one is the f-35 gotcha whatever i don't know the nickname of that one but so, anyway not the one eddie mm. eddie Fucking cartoon, man. Fucking cartoon, man. G.I. Joe is there. You know, it's not it. uncommon it. for Eddie Pence to know more about the fantasy world he lives in in his head than he does about the real world. It seems to come up quite a bit where he'll say something like, where'd you get that from? He's like, well, it's that way in Star Wars. It's that way G.I. Joe had it. The lines blur from time to time. It's very blurry. <laughs> But I want to thank Gary for this piece of tape I'll be able to use forever. Eddie, Eddie. It's fucking cartoon, man. It's fucking cartoon, man. Uh, some, uh, hey, the world we live in now with armed baboons and murder hornets, I'd rather live in G.I. Joe land. I bet you would. Get that lesbian you like Head. so much. Lady J. Lady J. Oh, yeah. Also yesterday, we were talking about the guy who had a penis growing out of his arm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Hey, Ralph. Chris here, two-star general. Uh, your penis talk about growing the penis on the arm. Uh-huh. Eddie. Uh, <laughs> uh, drunk Eddie's thoughts, yeah, perhaps? Yeah, maybe. LMB. Thank you, sir. Eddie. Um, what did I say? Well, you were confused initially that if the man had lost his original penis oh. or whether this was just a, uh, a supplementary penis. You were confused by that. You never have enough. Well, it turns out you just need the one. Most of us just need he the one. He needed more than one. From time to time, we take Eddie Pence, and then we slow him down by half speed, although the man never drinks. It sounds incredibly drunk <laughs> when Eddie's drunk thoughts come around. I can't see that close up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's drunk thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. <laughs> Mad scientists built a penis out of his arm and let it grow there. Uh, It happened. But the story is he lost his original penis, correct? (laughs) No, Eddie. He wanted a second one. (laughs) So he he could double penetrate his wife. Maybe he does a bunch of orgies. He wanted a bonus penis. Why do you think a man would go to the trouble of having doctors construct a penis out of his forearm. People are fucking weird. <laughs> and they what, do weird shit, and man. And what doctor would sign off on just, oh, okay, well, we'll just build you a second what penis. A Trump's doctor, the guy with the long gray hair, that weirdo would do it. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> He'd do it. He'd do it. <sighs> And finally, yesterday I promised a listener that we would turn our attention to Eddie Pence and ask him what his happy hit was. You know, we've been trying to start the show off with a little upbeat music to keep your spirits up in these trying times. And we've been taking a lot of phone calls from the Garmy. And I believe it was Lorraine called in and said, what is uh, Eddie Pence's go-to happy hit? What's the music, the song that uh, cheers him up? Without a doubt. And so I thought we'd ask Eddie Pence today to introduce his pick for Happy Hits. Um, my favorite. My song gets me like feeling good if I'm feeling a little down. Now, may I say before he announces this. Yeah. When he told me what it was, I fully expected to be <laughs> one of those songs that he likes. It was but almost yakety saxed. <laughs> it was almost yakety saxed. And that's still a pick me up of a song. It is if you're Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this song always puts me in a good mood. It makes me like whenever I feel like things aren't going right in life or whatever, that it sort of uh, resets me and makes me appreciate the, the life that I do have. All right. What's the song? Uh, Wild Wild Life by Talking Heads. T Heads. Here we go. Stick 
folks missed Eddie Pence just dancing all oh, over this bat cave. Song makes me feel good, man. It's craziness. It makes me feel good. There you go. Now we've talked enough about Eddie. <laughs> Please talk about something else. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> thanks, boys and girls. Thanks to everybody who called in. Now you too can be featured on the segment if you if you're lucky. But you know what you got to do? You got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time for us to take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. You may be surprised to know that every single day of the calendar year has holidays associated with it. Multiple holidays. Not all of them are legitimate. So we'll break it all down for you in a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Today, August 4th, is Single Working Woman's Day. Mm. Single Woman's Working... Uh, nope. Single Working Woman's Day was created by a woman named Barbara Payne with the intent of recognizing the importance of these women and raise awareness of this fact in the public eye. Now, I don't know how long ago this holiday was created but it doesn't seem to be a particular uh too relevant anymore right it doesn't seem to be a particular um element of, of note in the workplace that there are single working women i mean you have to <laughs> i mean if you're a person you you're have working, to work right, right? even yeah. if you're a married woman you're working and so if you're a single woman and you have to pay your bills i assume you, you would have, have to have to, a job yeah. i don't know it seems I can only assume this holiday was created at a time where there was a stigma for women who were not married being with their with their husband being the primary right. uh, income earner. And right. they would stay at home, I guess. I, mean, I don't know. That stigma that go into that the would, 80s, That would be 90s? more so with a married woman, though, right? You would think. So how is it? How is it? important to recognize that there are single women out there who are, who are working of course they are i can see mothers that are are you know single mothers that are working that's a tough one none of this holiday makes sense i to don't me. know it seems they said there's there single women their life is not free of the challenges brought on by generations of stigma what 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 <laughs> I don't understand any of this holiday. I mean, I guess in the 50s, if it was a single working woman, that would be unheard of. Unheard right? of. Because you're supposed to find a man and settle down and, and get married. And then that be, man and, takes care of you. Be a homemaker. Quotes. Right. But this this is now the 21st but, century. But even in the 80s, the, it was more common to have both parents working than it was. And again, even if, it's, even if it's a working mother or working wife, I can almost sort of see why there's a, still a stigma right. attached to that. 
but a single person, regardless of gender, has to feed themselves. You have to work. You have to eat food and have a place to live, and that costs money, and then so you, you must work. You don't graduate college, then apply for marriage. Am I, mean, I missing, kinda, am I missing I, the point? It seems a bit weird. I'm sure if I am, I will hear about it, but I simply, and I'm not saying I'm against women working, or I think it's great, but I just don't understand why we need a day to raise awareness of the fact that single women have to work yeah. because I would assume that's a given. It seems like we're several decades removed from having to recognize that fact. We but. all have to work. Yeah. And so because of sheer confusion, <laughs> I'm rejecting this holiday outright. That is a holiday, in my opinion. <laughs> Today is International Clouded Leopard Day. Clouded Leopard? Finally, the Clouded Leopard is getting a little love. So tired of people overlooking the clouded leopard. I just know the leopard. Oh, the snow you... leopard. I know the snow leopard. Ugh, whatever. Boring with your snow What's leopard. What's the clouded leopard? It's the clouded leopard. That's where the that's where all the fucking shit is, man. That's where it matters. <laughs> that's where leopards are. That's where the leopards live. They inhabit Central and Southeast Asia. Okay. And the clouded leopard, also known as the mainland clouded leopard not to be confused with the sunda clouded leopard which lives more in borneo and sumatra then fucking name it something else don't give it a there's, third name just name it something there's else there's two different species of clouded leopard they just okay? call them all cloud leopards no no you don't know i fucking very know. little is known about these elusive cats because they're shy they're nocturnal do they exist at all they do okay. and conversationists are trying to uh, raise awareness for the clouded leopard because their, their habitat is shrinking there's, they're still being hunted for their fur illegally, and there's less than 10,000 clouded leopards living in the wild today. Mm. So everyone, pour a little something out for the clouded leopards. <laughs> I didn't right? even know they existed because that's how elusive they are. See? And that's why we need International Clouded Leopard Maybe Day. they don't want awareness. Maybe they want so to be elusive. People like you don't go, there's eh, snow leopard. I know the snow leopard because it was an operating system on Mac. <laughs> That's how I know there's a snow leopard, because there's a picture of it on the box. <laughs> Once again, very tenuous connection to real life. Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> fucking cartoon, man. Yeah. Fucking box, man. Blurred line. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's keep, keep an eye out for the clouded leopard, won't you? Yeah. Speaking sure. of animals, today's also assistance dog day. How great are dogs? Dogs are the best. Especially these dogs who not only, I mean, everyone thinks of the seeing eye dogs, right? When they think of assistance dogs. Mm -hmm. But there are dogs, lesser known ones, that deal with uh, hearing mm -hmm. impaired. Um, the seizure dogs. Seizure are, yeah, alert seizure dogs. dogs are great. Medical alert dogs. They can recognize the signs of heart attack or stroke or epilepsy. I mean, these dogs are remarkable. The ones that can hold the, the victim down, or the victim, I mean, the, whoever's... <laughs> Wait the a victim. Are Who they has, attacking their own? The victim of the seizure. That doesn't sound good. Hold I don't want a dog attacking me. If I'm having a seizure, I got enough problems. <laughs> take your mind off the seizure when you're getting mauled by the dog. <laughs> That's a bad assistance dog <laughs> right there. <laughs> if I go down and he goes through my throat, it's just, well, just he probably know. knows those baboons who are wielding <laughs> knives and screwdrivers and chainsaws. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they will. Uh, I, I know what you're saying, though. They will put their body weight on the person. So they can't get up and hurt themselves. Or more importantly, they will go underneath the head of a seizure victim and they will make themselves a pillow so you yeah, don't smack, smack your, your head, head against the floor. Yeah, they're amazing dogs. Remarkable dogs. So uh, I don't know what to do about this holiday in terms of <laughs> what they want us to do, but let's Yay. acknowledge them and then I guess throw money at them in yeah. some way. Not the actual animals themselves. Because dogs can't so spend money. people have to money. train these dogs. Right. Yes. So give it to a charity or service that trains the dogs. Don't try to, to slip a tip 
to an actual assistance dog if you see it out there at you know your local Target or Walmart or something. So here's a little something for your trouble buster. Under the vest. And you stuff a five dollar bill in his uh, in his collar there. He doesn't know what to do with it. He's a dog. Okay. Would so you, Reggie, help you out not in, a, in a pinch. Reggie would shit himself and go blind if anything ever happened to me he would just roll over and wait for the release of sweet death and just find both your dead bodies yes he would be fucking useless and helpless on so many levels he is not a smart dog nor is he a uh, calm or necessarily compassionate dog it's just a bundle of raw nerves but uh, these dogs deserve our yes, they do. love and respect Today is also National Night Out Day. Now, don't start thinking this sounds like a good time because it's not. Oh. National Night Out Day is the first Tuesday in August, and it promotes police community partnerships in neighborhoods across the country. It's basically a neighborhood watch holiday where you oh, get yeah. together with your neighbors and you uh, put together a neighborhood watch program. Which is not a bad idea. No. But it doesn't sound nearly as fun as National Night Out no, Day. Night Out, Night out day. day. I think I'm maybe going to get a little something-something. Yeah. <clears throat> out cutting a rug or whatever. No, I got to grab my <laughs> fucking flashlight and go out and meet Bill down the street. Be a bunch of Karens walking around the neighborhood. Yeah, right. He's got a, a BB gun strapped to his ankle like he's <laughs> a member of the SWAT team. Uh, Drug prevention, town watch, neighborhood watch, other watch programs are, um, uh, I don't know, promoted on this day. Go out there and meet the cops and figure out how to police your own neighborhood to make sure that no bad things happen. Yeah, but there's a fine line about policing your own neighborhood. Like, you know. I am living currently in the first neighborhood in since I lived in Philadelphia where I actually know my neighbors. Oh, really? It's the first time living in California half of my life that I actually know the people on both sides of me across the street, two houses across the street from me, several down the street one way, several down the street the other way. Wow. They have gone out of their way when I moved into this new house to come by, introduce themselves, bring plants. The next-door neighbor through a cocktail party invited other neighbors over to introduce me to those people. That's nice. It's the most inclusive sort of I'm watching your back, you watch mine experience I've ever had That's in crazy, California. Because you only moved a few miles away from where your old place. This is a whole different world, this neighborhood. And wow. they have all cultivated this culture and they are very proud of it. And when people move in, this is what they do. That's great. We need more of that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Initially, I was like, ugh. <laughs> I Why talk. were you on church on Sunday? I got to talk to people and they're going to know my business and stuff. But it's really kind of nice to be able to wave and say hi and have a little chit chat and have some, know somebody who's keeping an eye out for your yeah, stuff. Good another Guy across the street when I was first moving in. Yeah. I was running uh, boxes and furniture and shit back and forth from the old house to this one. And I took off and I left my garage door open. So he saw that and he didn't want anyone to steal anything. So he went into the garage and hit the button to close it and then ran and then he hit the, the seeing eye, the beam oh, there. So it went back up. So it went back up. So then he went back, ran again, and then jumped over the beam on his Jesus. way out in order to make sure the door would close completely. Wow. He's like doing, he's like doing you know, an action hero rolls right. out the garage door to close the door for me. Still inside your property without your permission. Though. That was a little weird. That's a little that's That a little was much. a little weird when he came over and said, yeah, I closed that garage for you. It took me two times because I had to jump over the electric eye. I was like, you're in, you were in my shit. You want to come over and see my Batman collection? It's kind of weird. <laughs> but again. I can stole half your shit. <laughs> no, he's, he's a nice man. So, But he, he did. He went the extra mile. Maybe a little bit too much. But still. No. Better that than <laughs> not, I guess. So anyway, yeah, watch your neighbors and do good stuff. Uh, National Coast Guard Day is also today. 
saluting the Coast Guard. Coast Guard is one of the six U.S. armed forces. Eddie Pence, did you know that? I usually just think of four, right? Okay. Don't you usually now? You, Eddie, Eddie. Fucking cartoon, man. You usually think Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. That's usually what you think, the four branches of the armed services. Oh, I thought right? he said Thor. Oh, Thor. <laughs> I thought there was a moment in a Thor movie where the, the Coast Guard did something. Because you said, you usually think Thor, right? So I'm thinking, <laughs> when I think Coast Guard, my mind does not immediately go to Thor, the, uh, the Norse god. No, I didn't think of that at all. No. Oh, four, you four. mean. Yes, okay, four. Yes, you usually, usually we think four. Usually we think of the four armed forces we don't think of the, the other two the other two Which one coast guard. coast guard and then the other one the other one the national one. guard national, national guard national right? guard yes <laughs> anyway they Thor. Right, give me a minute i'll tie it together <laughs> it's you have to say you have to admit though it's not unlike <laughs> you to say oh sure it's national guard thor remember well, that time need... where you picked up a boat and they, had, and they had to rescue that uh, guy technically the coast guard would probably guard the Bifrost. see there you go technically you would tie it in anyway they do good work not just uh, at sea but also uh other places, but primarily at sea, I'm guessing. The coast. Probably the coastline. Yes. Anywhere where the water meets the land. Before you get in international waters, right? Yeah. Then you're, then you're, then, then you're out, of, out of business. All pirates. Uh, if I was going to join a armed force, I would like to think uh, Coast Guard would be my first choice. Yeah. If I put, let me put a gun to my head and you have to be in an armed service, I think I would go Coast Guard. But then you have to deal with like drug, you know, don't you have to like drug smugglers yeah, and stuff? Right. That's, that's kind of dangerous. Right. Yeah. Those yeah. guys got nothing to lose on a boat in the open seas. Okay. At least all I'm, that cocaine. At least I'm not going to uh, Iraq or something. I, mean, I guess. Yeah. Although right. I don't like boats that much. Yeah, well. That would be a drawback. That's a big part of the Coast Guard. Probably. <laughs> Coast Guard's motto, by the way, in Latin, you know what that is, right? Yeah. Oh, Semper Paratus. Right. Semper's Which means up. Always ready. (laughs) Semper means always. (laughs) Oh, Semper Fi is the Marines. Semper Fidelis. Fi is short for Fidelis, which means always loyal, I think. (laughs) Always faithful. Always faithful. Yeah. Semper Paratus means always ready. Ah. The United States Coast Guard. Okay. Now let's talk about food and a day, uh, a holiday. This is the point where we run food past Eddie Pence to see if it's something that he would eat or stick up his ass or pull out of his ass. You know what we do. We talk about the food. Then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If we get a jackpot, that means Eddie Pence would, in fact, eat it. If there is no jackpot, then it's just as confusing as National Women's Single Working Day. Uh, Again, some from time to time, I have no control over these. I have to play it as it lays Sometimes there is a national holiday involving a food, which is a no-brainer. Today is one of those days. On August 4th, we celebrate National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, an opportunity to celebrate America's favorite cookie. We celebrate the fact that Ruth Graves Wakefield created the cookies on this day at her little inn there in 1937. She was making chocolate cookies, and she ran out of baker's chocolate. So she said, I'm just going to use these semi-sweet uh, chocolate bits instead and she broke them up and she put them into the dough assuming they would melt into the dough and make chocolate cookies but they uh, stayed solid and then the mm. chocolate chip cookie was born so the chocolate chip cookie is younger than the chocolate cookie it is indeed That's interesting. 1937 is but when i'm she, not old she accidentally invented it the name of her inn where she was cooking for her uh customers by the way the toll house inn no uh 
Really? Well, then why do you think we call it the Toll I House I don't know. Cookie? Some marketing dude. I think there was a guy sitting in a toll well, booth who was eating a lot of cookies. Well, I don't there. think there's such thing as a Keebler elf. I just thought it was something somebody made up. She was there at the Toll House Inn. That was her business. Wow. She and her husband owned it, and she used to make fresh cookies for her guests there, and she was making chocolate cookies, ran out of Baker's chocolate, and threw in the semi-sweet, busted it up, and then threw it in there thinking it would melt when, when they cooked it, and it didn't. Chocolate cookies not even 100 years old. That's crazy. There you go. So today we celebrate chocolate cookies will eddie pence eat them well let's pull that handle and find out here we go one cookie two cookies it's my favorite cookie it's everybody's favorite cookie unless you're allergic to chocolate or something yeah I can't see a reason why uh, you wouldn't love chocolate nice, chip Nice, warm cookies. chocolate chip cookie. Oh, man. Nothing better. Mm. Best uh, best commercially available chocolate chip cookie? Ooh. In your opinion? Hmm. There is a right and wrong answer. Is so there? I didn't know so there was. be careful. There is a I don't right really, and wrong answer. I, I usually buy the Toll House cookie dough and make the cookies. I don't usually just buy a pack you of pre-baked cookies. You do. Yeah, you do. The guy who fucking microwaves chicken nuggets because he can't wait 15 minutes to put them in the oven. Yeah, you're baking cookies all the time, I'm, I'm sure. I'm not baking them from scratch. Okay. It takes 10 minutes. Yeah, you're I baking. Don't, uh, I don't really know. I get I get Chips Ahoy every once in a while. I know that was going to be wrong. That's incorrect. What's the right one? Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies. Really? I never had them. <gasps> never had Entenmann's. Get out of my house. Get out I've of my had, life. I've never had Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies. Get out of the world. I'm not saying I don't want to have them. Stop living. I've just never bought them. You've never lived. Really? They're You've that good? never lived. They're not that good. They can't be that A store-bought cookie that good? Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies. I'll buy some on the You're an own. East Coast guy. I just, because I normally would bake the cookies, or my mom would bake the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. I wouldn't buy a pack of pre-made cookies. Oh, man. Because I like warm and chocolate chip cookies. They're, they're about two-thirds the size of a regular, what you would assume would be a regular chocolate chip cookie, and they come in a box just packed on top of each other. I don't even know if they still make them anymore. I, I may be talking out of school here, but there was a time... When if you cracked the seal on a box of Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies, they, they were all gone. I would sit in front of the television and then look down suddenly and go, <gasps> what the fuck happened? Were they soft or were they crisp? Soft. soft. That's the problem with Chips Ahoy is they're hard. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. It's not a real cookie. Bullshit. Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies. I'm going mm. to see if they still mix them. If they do, I'm going to bring them. I might have to try those. And I'm going to just sit you down and watch you eat them. You're and, not going to eat one. And document You're not going to eat any of yeah, them. If I eat one, I'm eating them all. You're not getting any. So we might have to get two boxes. <laughs> there you go. Happy chocolate chip cookie day, everybody. That is for today's holiday or holiday. Holiday. All righty. Now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news with a segment called the Showbiz Beat. Well, it's official. Kanye West has officially named his vice president oh on his ballot filing. It, was, it is indeed uh, Michelle Tidball, his spiritual advisor, who is she's going to be his uh, vice president. This is according to Kanye, however. This is the name he put on his ballot filing. She officially has not come forward and said <laughs> that she's going to be his vice host, uh, um, their vice president, rather. Jesus. So 
We're still waiting to see. Um, We're 98 days away from the election. Hey, easy, easy, okay. fella. All right. He's still got a shot. Does he? Yes. Now, he, admittedly, he did miss the deadline in Kansas to get his name on the ballot. All he needed was 5,000 signatures, and apparently Kansas uh, voting authority said, uh, yeah, we never heard from him. It came and went, and he told us he was going to do it, but right. he never showed up with any uh, signatures or anything. God, so, write-in vote, man. It's all about the write-in vote. Uh -huh. It's West Tidwell. Tib Tidball, sorry. West Tidball 2020, the birthday party. If anyone loves this man on any level, someone help him. Look, I'm I'm telling you, I've read stories where people are trying to help him, but there's only so much you can God. do. And if he continues, if you know, unless he poses a threat to himself and others, you can't physically stop the guy. I but, guess, uh, but I, I feel bad for the family now more than anything else. I also feel bad for the producers of The Bachelorette. Boy, they're taking it in the shorts left and right. Oh, why? Well, oh, bad enough they got the COVID-19 guidelines they have to film the show under now. I oh, told yeah. you they're doing the whole thing at a resort so they can button the whole thing right. down. They're not doing the romantic trips or vacations or anything. All the dates and everything is happening in one location. Right, right, right. It does not make for scintillating television. <laughs> then they had this Claire Crawley. She was supposed to be The Bachelorette. And they started filming the show and she fell in love with one of the dudes right away and then announced to producers she had no intention of continuing on with the journey. Did she do that? Yeah, I mean, it's she's not a slave. I know, but like, once you sign all the paper, I figure you have to go through the whole thing. No, it's a free country. You can really? quit if you want to. So she quit on him. And then they had to pull another bachelorette and put her in quarantine and then put her, inject her into the mix. Wow. So apparently they're going to show it all. They're going to show the beginning with the first bachelorette. Falling in love. And then they're going to uh, switch tracks and go with the uh, second bachelorette. Wow. Which, who, who by the way, is her name is Taisha Adams, and she was on another uh, previous incarnation of The Bachelor. And she's very charming, and she's African-American, so I think... I like her a lot better than this Claire Crawley, so I think uh, she will be a better choice in the long run. But I just feel bad for the producers. Like, really? Are you shitting me? Just one more thing. We finally got back to shooting this thing, and now you're going to walk. <laughs> Thanks so much. Because you're in love. In love. <laughs> if, you're, if it lasts six months, I'll be amazed. She'd scream at her as she walks out the door. Wow. Speaking of love, oh, a lot of Karens are going to be very upset this Christmas. Um, Hallmark, not Hallmark, sorry, Lifetime has announced their first ever Christmas movie centering around a gay couple. Oh, no. Which will air as part of the cable channel's slate of 30 new holiday films uh -oh. this Christmas. You know, Lifetime and Hallmark, they always do the big Christmas. Yeah. Things like 30 Days of Christmas, where every night's a new Christmas yeah. movie. So this is their first same-sex love story Christmas movie that will be airing on Hallmark. Can you imagine? This is not going to fly for a lot of morons. <laughs> You mean Mormons? I mean Mormons. My bad. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, yeah, the Karen crowd is not going to like Oof. this at all. So the Christmas setup is the name of the movie. In case you're curious, here's the story. It follows Hugo, a New York corporate lawyer and his best friend, Madeline, as they head to Milwaukee to spend the holidays with his mom, Kate, who's also in charge of a local Christmas celebration. Kate tries to arrange for Hugo to run into Patrick Hugo's high school friend and secret crush, who has recently returned from a successful stint in Silicon Valley. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm not watching any of this. First of all, the region Hugo is single because his name is fucking Hugo. Hugo. Who's named Hugo in the oh. 21st century? <laughs> Unless you're, a, I don't know, an assistant to a mad scientist building a monster. No one should be named Hugo. 
Hey, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has so much money, he can afford to buy failing football franchises. Yep. $15 million deal. Dwayne, along with a a co-investor, purchased the XFL from Vince McMahon for the low, low price of $15 million. Now, admittedly, that league had gone bankrupt, listing $10 to $50 million in debts, depending on who you talk to. And now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the proud owner of the XFL, so that no one can watch his product instead of Vince McMahon's product. I don't know why he did this. I don't. I I really don't know. There's a certain amount of hubris thinking, I can turn, I can make this successful. Vince McMahon doesn't know what he's doing, but I can take a second football league and make it a big hit because I'm the The rock. rock. There's nothing I can't do. Exactly. I don't have a huge mistake. Elvis Presley's rare guitar went up for auction, Eddie Pence. You know, mm-hmm. I love a good collectible story. Yes. This is his first guitar, one of his first. This is the one he owned from 1954 to 1956. Recorded a slew of his early classics on this guitar, like That's All Right Mama and Blue Moon of Kentucky. This is the one he used at the uh, Sun Record Studio. When okay. He was working with that. Okay. Went up for auction, and it became the most expensive piece of Elvis Presley memorabilia ever sold. Really? Yes. Oh. million for this guitar. Damn. 1942 Martin D18 guitar. And uh, as I said, number one in terms of Elvis Presley memorabilia. I can't imagine that's the most expensive piece. I thought one of those suits would go for more than that. I would think so too. But, you know, again, it always comes down to rarity. There's a lot of those suits. Yeah, that's true. But there's only one of these guitars, so uh, that's pretty cool. Also at the same auction, by the way, a pair of Michael Jordan game-worn modified Jordan 1 sneakers. Sold for $475,000 for a pair of sneakers. Were they like used in the NBA Finals or something? Or just any game? Just game worn from the 85-86 season. Oh, he didn't even win a championship at that point. Still. I know. Michael Sweat is in there. You can clone clone yourself another Jordan. Get get a swab out of there. (laughs) You can build yourself a Jordan. Why not? All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on this day, August 4th. Singer Tom Parker of... Irish British boy band The Wanted is 32 today. Make you glad you came. The sun goes down, the stars come out, and all that counts is here and now. Comedian actor Richard Belzer is 76 years old today. Billy Bob Thornton is 65. Mm-hmm. French fried potatoes. <laughs> Daniel Day Kim from Hawaii Five-0 and Lost is 52. I've met him several times. He is a really nice guy. Michael DeLuise from Gilmore Girls and NYPD Blue. He's 51. Actress turned princess. Meghan Markle from Suits is 39 years old today. Actors Dylan and Cole Sprouse from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody are 28 years old. And child actor Kim Carrath is 62 years old today. You wouldn't know it to look at her today, but she was the youngest of the Von Trapp family in The Sound of Music. Whoa. She was little Gretel Wow, Von Trapp. Remember when they said farewell, goodbye, all that stuff? Yes, I do. The sun has gone to bed and so must I so, so tell you I was Captain Von Trapp in Sound of Music? I think you did. Yeah. Yes. I didn't bring that up nearly enough. (laughs) 
Edelweiss, Edelweiss. Is this college production? This was high school. High school production. Yeah. Uh, that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time to check in with our UK correspondent, Mr. Steve Ashton. From time to time, people have questions about how or why they do things over there in England, and he's happy to answer. It's time for Ask a Brit. I want to ask a Brit. I want to ask a Brit. I want to ask a Brit. Back off! Now, this one comes from Stephen Regan, who writes, where does the term Lou come from? Oh, that's a good now, question. It's it's a good question, um, but that's it, short and sweet. No, hi, Steve. I love your bits on the Ralph Report. You're a comedy <laughs> genius. I hope my children grow up to emanate your greatness. Okay, fine. Thanks, Stephen. Anyway, look, there are several theories about this. Any guesses off the top of your head, Ralph? Any at all? Lou. Lou. I can't think. Well, there are several theories about the origin of... It's a very informal British term, of course, for the toilet. Uh, now, the first and most popular is derived from the cry of Gardie Lou, from the French term regard le euh, which means watch out for the water, which was shouted by medieval servants as they emptied chamber pots out of upstairs windows into the street, a practice still observed in some parts of Florida today. Um <laughs> A second theory is that the word derives from a polite use of the French word le lieu, which means the place, as a euphemism, as in I'm going to the place without saying to the you know bathroom to excrete. Um, a third theory <laughs> refers to the trade name Waterloo, uh, which appeared prominently displayed on the iron cisterns in many British outhouses during the early 20th century. And that's a bit more credible in terms of dates, but corroborating evidence is still hard to find. So, well, like many terms that are used widely today, the etymology is somewhat murky, much like the contents of an unflushed loo. Uh, but a few other euphemisms for the toilet, Ralph. You've got uh, potty, outhouse, shit and crapper, the piss and the privy, the can, the john, the head, the old house down the lane, the restroom, the facilities, the WC, which is short for water closet, and little boys slash little girls room, which I find somewhat troublesome. That particular <laughs> phrase. You might have your own euphemisms at home. Uh, names like, well, the one I've got is the cordon, because it's often full of shit. <laughs> so there you have it. If you'd like to ask a Brit, be a tad more engaging than old Stephen Regan there. But, uh, you know, but not verbose. You know, try and get a happy medium. Anyway, send me an email to steve at theralfreport.com. And before we go, because it is Tuesday, it's time for us to do a deep dive into one of your favorite TV shows and that show's theme song, on TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. For this one, we got to go back to 1980. A struggling TV actor was desperate for a big break. He had done six TV pilots up to this point that did not sell. Jeez. He did a seventh pilot and was put on hold, but it didn't look good. Oh. So he went out on a bunch of auditions, and one of those auditions was to meet with two guys who were putting together a film called Raiders of the Lost Ark. He met with Steven Spielberg, the film's director, and George Lucas, the film's producer, and they loved what he did, and they said, you got it. You are our Indiana Jones. And that's when he got the phone call from Universal saying, we've picked up the pilot and you're going to be on television <laughs> and he was stuck with the problem of do i do a tv show which is a pilot it's going to it got an order for a first season it may not last 
or do I break my contract and go and make the movie? Well, he decided to go with the TV show, and it wasn't a bad idea. No. Hi, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Sean here from Alberta. I just went through TV Tunes 2 today, and I didn't see Magnum fucking P.I. on that list. All right. Jesus. Love that show when I was a kid. Man. I'd love to hear you, you talk about that one. LMD. Yeah, Sean, you're absolutely right. Magnum P.I., what a great theme song. What a great show. I love that show. Yeah. Tom Selleck, it made him a huge star, so he did all right for himself, even though he didn't get a chance to play Indiana Jones. Here's the funny thing about that story. He went to Hawaii to start filming the first season of Magnum P.I. There was a writer's strike, so they stopped production. He was broke and started working as a handyman in Oahu, waiting for production to start up. Meanwhile, wow. Spielberg and Lucas come over to the Hawaiian Islands and shoot a large part of Raiders of the Lost Ark in on the same island while Tom Selleck is waiting for his career Unreal. to start. Can you imagine how badly he felt about the Awful. choice that he made? It turns out they finished shooting Raiders of the Lost Ark before the season of Magnum P.I. started so up shooting. So he actually could have done both had he known how things were going to play well, out. The thing is, like, honestly, if... Lucas and Spielberg come to you at any point and say, hey, we want you to be the head person in this franchise. You do that. You drop the other thing. Selleck famously said in many interviews, I signed a contract. I had an agreement. And he said, I just I just felt it was important for me to honor my commitment. I I said I would do this and they picked up my option and I felt morally obligated. I get that. But the studio doesn't have feel the same way. No, they don't. They will cut bait instantly but some would say it's more important how you conduct yourself i get than it how but others man still from 1980s to 1988 eight seasons of magnum pi he did pretty well oh, for yeah. himself it worked out ranking in the top 20 for the first five years it was on the uh, on the air and uh in the top 30 there on out it was a great show of course uh, magnum was a private investigator working for a rich friend Named Robin Masters. He got to stay at his house in Hawaii and drive around in his Ferrari. Great, great show. However, if you tuned into that first episode of Magnum P.I. in that first season, you would have heard a very different theme song than the one we all associate with Magnum these days. Here is the original theme song from the first season of Magnum P.I. What a generic wow. 
TV theme. But, that could have been Quincy or McMillan and Wife or any imagine other him hearing that show in history. He's sitting there hearing that, and he listens to the Raiders of the Lost Ark theme, and he's like, oh, fuck, what the hell did I do? That jazzy little piece was written by a composer named Ian Freebairn Smith, who was a very talented jazz performer, but didn't quite capture the uh, the excitement of what they were shooting for in that series. Yeah. So Donald Belisario and Glenn Larson uh, reached out to... We've said his name so many times on this program, Mike Post, legendary TV theme composer Mike Post, along with his partner Pete Carpenter. And with the amazing guitar work of Larry Carlton, they came up with this, which became one of the great TV theme songs of the 80s. Here's the song we all know and love, Magnum P.I. There's fewer things I wanted <laughs> in life in the early 1980s more than a Ferrari and a Hawaiian shirt and a Detroit Tigers cap. And a mustache. And a mustache. <laughs> I wanted all of those things. <laughs> My God, that was a great show. So that's it. Thank you, Sean, for asking for it. That was today's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's like that one yeah you do <laughs> all right come on back tomorrow kids we're gonna do this all over again we need you by our sides it's gonna be a fun show tomorrow not only will steve ashton be back this time with the uk update but also we're gonna take a look at uh geez we do it every wednesday how come i don't um one hit wonder you got that right we're gonna take a look at a smash hit song and the artist that performed it was never quite able to reach that level of success again. We're going to have a blast. Of course, it's not nearly as fun if you don't join us. So come on back. But in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. So stay the fuck at home. Don't forget to wash your hands a bunch. Stay good in the hood. Yeah, stay good in the hood. Get like a neighborhood watch together. Yeah. yeah. Go in people's garages when they're not home. And just <laughs> rummage through people's boxes. <laughs> and as always, stay swell. Give them hell, buddy. Yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>